guys. Welcome to Dance Fever episode 289. We are the world's premier Southern West Virginia-based dance competition show fan podcast. I'm Eddie Lee. I'm Terry Ann. And I said all of that without reading a word of it. That's all off the top of my head. I am moderately impressed that that came out as smoothly as it did, but... <laughs> You know, hey, that's that's. We me. sound impressive. We'll we'll find out in production how well that really sounded. The Greatest Dancer, season one, episode six, two, go home. Jace. Eight acts enter, two acts leave. And next week, six acts enter, two acts, two leave, acts leave, and then we have the final. So we only have two shows. So left. there's only they're going to do four in one episode. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. That's what I, I saw. If it would be one or two. I'm pretty sure that's what I heard them say. So no more than three episodes, but right. more than likely two. More than likely two. Okay. We start out our evening with one of OT's groups, the KLA, and their challenge is ice. They danced to a mashup of Viva La Vida and A Million Dreams. And I liked this because it really did show some depth with these young girls. They are a Latin group, troupe. That half the girls dress as the men and the other half is the ladies and they dance Latin dances. They're all like 9 to 10, 11 years old. Is there a different kind of troupe that's not group? You said they were a group troupe. So it's like... Latin group troupe. Oh, oh, I was going to say, can you be like a single troupe or... I can see it's pick on Terry and Knight. A duo troupe. So they had a lot of contemporary mixed in with their M- Latin. So they than, had some Paso yeah. and some and some other ballroom, but they also had some um, contemporary, and it was very nice to see a difference. And they were all girls this time. All of them were dressed as princesses. Some some evil ice a princesses, and the other ones were nice ice princesses. Three was this one. There were two. Oh no, this was ice. Okay, I'm thinking toys. Yeah, there okay. were two that were danced that dressed two, as right. evil two, ice princesses. Two, two different, okay, right, right. And they got a 94.4 from the audience, and they got a good job from me. Little thumbs up. Um. Yeah, okay, I'll wait until I see everybody. Okay. Next out is one of Cheryl's, and it's the Dane Bates Collective, and their challenge was Hollywood. They danced to "What a Wonderful World," and I liked their. Rendition of Hollywood. They chose to do Marilyn Marilyn Monroe, the lead girl dancer. I call her the lead because she's always the one in front. Um, was Marilyn, and the others were producers, directors, pains in the you know what because they were pushing and shoving and making her sign contracts and then doing things. And she did a very good job of emoting the. Star being pushed around by right. the, the producers the and the directors and the life star. of the star. And at the end, a new star emerged at the top of the stairs and she like collapsed on the ground. And they left her. And they left her. Yeah. They, and I, I just thought I liked the whole concept. Yeah, I liked was, the way they danced it. I liked everything about it. I would have to I would have to describe it as poignant I yes, think the it message was. that they relate it there. was I gave them a two thumbs up and they only got a 90 from the audience that surprised me then we have one of Matthews groups prospects fraternity and their challenge was tables dancing to a mashup of will 2k and rappers delight I like this group I did not like this performance because there was a lot of the background that was in yellow 
and several of the dancers were in yellow, and I couldn't see them very well. I didn't like that. I thought their use of the tables, which were desks, they were in... Um, A school. They were in d- detention. That's the word I'm looking detention, for. Okay. They were in detention. And I didn't think that they used the desks as near as well as they could have. The littlest dude that does all the tricks apparently missed a trick. Although, when we saw it, we were like, well, shouldn't it be more than that? And I guess it should have been more than that. But they got a 95.5 from the audience, and I didn't get that at all. I didn't think it was as good as last week's. And I just, I don't know, maybe not being there, I missed something. Maybe they could see something that I couldn't because they weren't being bombarded with the lights and stuff. They were actually there live, which the lights are always lower to me when you're live. I think they did a much better job of incorporating tables than the girly group did doors. Yes. Yes, they did. So, I mean. Yes, they did. Um, I agree. Sometimes. Some I think these, everybody did a better job this week incorporating their challenge well, than except, several people did last except week. Except one. Because one, the theme is so. Stupid. Abstract. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it is so not. So conceptual. I'm sorry. Not abstract. It would be conceptual. Whereas a lot of these others is. Although, I mean, Hollywood is pretty conceptual. Um, but a lot of these others are something tangible. Or like um, this next group, it is a piece of literature. The next group is Matt's duo that he has, James and Oliver. And they are, their challenge is Les Miserables. They danced to I Dreamed a Dream, which I don't know if that is from the musical or not. It is? It is. And they they got a two thumbs up and a tear. From me, yes, because I, I thought it was very moving. I, I, like I agree that they could have emoted just a bit more, but I understood the story, and the story was sad to me. It was an older brother leaving his younger brother to go off to war, and he wrote him a letter before he left and left it for him. And during the dance, while they're dancing, a lot of the same moves, but on different sides of an imaginary wall. The, the screen in the back is split between the little boy in his bedroom and a war-type desolation scene where the older boy was dancing. So you kind of got the idea that they were in two separate parts of the world. And he found the letter, and he's reading it, and he's tearing it up because he's sad. He goes to sleep. His brother who dies in the war, comes to him in his dream and kind of tucks him in in and and then vanishes and the little boy wakes up clutching his older brother's hat, which, you know, it was all very sad. I, I thought they did that very well. It could have been a little bit more acting, but they are very good dancers. But they only got an 86.3 from the audience. Uh, The audience didn't get it. Next out was Cheryl with her duo of Harry and Ilya doing four walls as their challenge. Dancing to the song Sail. And it was good. It wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. I could I could see too much practiced moves and not enough, okay, we've got the moves, now let's throw the emotion into it. I thought it was a little, some of their moves were, the dance itself seemed to me like it should be more abandoned. And it was more practiced than it was abandoned. But it was still very good. It was very good. And they only had three walls. 
Matthew said, and Cheryl looked at him and said, the fourth wall is the camera. We are the fourth we wall. We are the fourth wall. And I'm like, we always kind of liked fourth wall things. That's, that's always when people the break way it's the fourth been. Wall. When you, I mean, in, in every type of media you can think of, except for music, visual media, you, your eyes are the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's even why it's called the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. So, you know. So they got a 96.2 from the audience. So far, they have the highest audience score. And these audience scores mean nothing other than they're interesting to see how that public being there live is accepting it. Matthews's next group, Company Jinx, comes out, and their challenge is toys. And they dance to the song Good Luck. And they were Barb that was a little girl with her dollhouse. And her Barbies and her G.I. Joes. She probably took them from her brother so that she could have some male companions for her Barbies. And the back wall behind them was a huge dollhouse. And she was off stage in front with her small dollhouse to begin with. And at the beginning, both. At the end, I'm sorry, to begin with and the beginning. That was really good. So she um, moved from being in front with a small dollhouse and Barbie dolls and G.I. Joes up to the stage, dancing with them while they were doing their thing, and then back down to the small part on the floor with her dollhouse. And they only got an 83.2, and and I think it was Cheryl that said it could be the audience didn't get it because they could not see that beginning and that ending, mm-hmm. and all they saw was up on the stage. She said it it really meant a lot to the story to see that other because you could tell it was the little girl imagining playing with her toys. And it was okay. I thought it was very practiced, very polished. I thought it was a cute concept. It wasn't my favorite dance of the evening, but I still thought it was okay. This one, the background bothered me even more than the dance that you brought up Mm -hmm. in the detention Mm -hmm. um, because it was like looking into a dollhouse. So you had vertical and horizontal lines, right, making cubes that were rooms. And then each cube was decorated, but then each cube had its own light show going on. And there was flashing and strobing and running and streaming lights and 14 people moving across the stage. And it was just... Too much. Visually, it was just too much. Now, conceptually, I thought it was a really cool idea that... The little girl was controlling the toys, and then we went into the world of the toys, and then at the end, we backed out to watching the girl playing with the toys. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of high concept, if you think about it, but um, that that was really cool. Took out the, the odd person, leaving an even number of dancers. Half were girls dressed in, you know girl doll clothes the other half were guys dressed in guy doll clothes which happened fatigues. to be fatigues um you could easily tell you know one half were boys supposed to be one half were supposed to be girls they interacted that way it, it, i thought the story this may have been the best executed story of any of the stories could be um it was it was very well defined mm-hmm. um easy it to was follow. definitely toys you know, so yeah, I like this one. Odie's individual, Ellie, was out next, and her challenge was orchestra. She danced to the song Experience, maybe? I'm not sure. They they chose an orchestra piece 
And she, Ellie said it's going to be really hard to emote without words to drive her emotions. So what she did was she was conducted by the orchestra leader. Right. She was an instrument. And she was an instrument. And at one time she had a bow, got tired of being conducted, broke the bow, and went back up onto the stage and did a few moves and the dance was over. But it was all very good. She's very talented. She's very technique, you know, very good at that. And she does, I agree with Cheryl, she does, she's alone, the only one who's alone, and yet she fills up the stage very well. I, I think hers was my favorite performance of the night. Okay. I, I enjoyed it the best, uh, the most. And the weakest performance was the last performance, and it was Cheryl's Frobacks, and we like Frobacks. I do, at least. Their challenge was social networking. Whoever came up with that deserves a slap. They uh, they also danced to a mashup of Let Me Entertain You, Black Magic, and Strip That Down. And Cheryl's idea to do social network was that they were going to get phone calls from different people, different friends of hers that she could get to call in that were famous. And they were going to stop their dance, take their phone call, and then continue dancing again. And also within the dance, they took selfies and, mm-hmm. and did some other stuff. But I didn't like it at all because, like, one of the judges, one of the mentors, they're not judges, I'm sorry, one of the mentors said it stopped the momentum so that they could hear the phone call, and then they started back up again. And there was just too much of that. It lost all of the dance for me. I needed them just to get up there and dance. For what it was, it was okay. They got a 91.3 from the audience, so the audience enjoyed it more than they enjoyed the, the toys. The The concept was just it was really horrible. Bad. It yeah, was horrible. it was. It was a bad. It was concept. a horrible thought to even give somebody social um, networking. Not concept. I'm uh, challenge. Challenge. The challenge was just. Yeah, it wouldn't. I mean, how do you dance to a social network? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just don't. You know, it's it's one thing to have Les Mis. You know, a piece of literature, uh, a play, a musical. Uh, you know, you have several different things to work off of there. Um, ice. Orchestra, uh, you, you know, if you sit down and think about it, you can probably figure out something that you can do for that. But yeah, the social networking was bad. That's stretching themes a bit too thin, I believe. So now we have our twelve-minute wait while the audience at home gets to call in and or get on their computer and go in and vote. And during this twelve-minute break, we get to see a little rehash. We get to talk to the different groups. We get to talk to the mentors. Plus, we get a performance. And tonight, it was years and years, a musical group. Which is just one dude. No, there were two backup singers in the, in the back. Oh, were they? Yeah, okay, there were. I didn't see them. And the ballet boys, or ballet, Bali, however you want to say it with your English accent. Ballet. Ballet. Okay. Ballet boys. And I thought it was super cool because they incorporated the lead singer of years and years in their dance. Yeah. He started out on a square at the top. It was a metal square cube. He started out perched on one corner of that, and then they brought him down, and he danced in the middle of that cube with one of the principal dancers, I'm assuming, of Mm -hmm. Ballet Boys. And then toward the end, they they raised him back up to where he was back up in the same perch he was. But the whole time he was singing, he did dance. He danced well. 
I thought, for, you know, a lead singer. And I I just really enjoyed the combination. Yeah. Not so much the singing. It was okay. Not so much the dancing. It was okay. I expected more from them. But the whole concept of them incorporating each other and really melding and meshing, I thought that was really cool. And then we bring everybody back out, and we start doing safe and leaving who's left and then telling us who's going home. So the first people safe were, and they're in no particular order, KLA. And how long do they make us wait between announcements? Fifteen seconds. Fifteen very long seconds. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So it's 30, 60, 90 a minute, over a minute. It seemed of, forever. Well, no, I'm just saying over a minute of just dead air. Yeah. They weren't Well, people anything. screaming people's names. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Harry and Elia were next, and then Ellie, and then the Dane Bates Collective, and then James and Oliver, and the last one were throwbacks. So we said goodbye to Company Jinx and Prospect Fraternity, two of Matthew's groups. So now all he has left is James and Oliver. Company Jinx got the low in-crowd score. Yes. Ellie got the high in-crowd score. Mm-hmm. The first week, the person with the high score stayed, and the person with the low score ended up leaving. So it's there is some... Correlation. Some correlation there. And it's a bit light, because the other person, that, the other act that left tonight was one to third highest mm-hmm. in audience score. But they still ended up going so... You know, that that's a, in a way, that's kind of an upset that somebody that was that favored by right. the audience, right. it didn't carry over to the viewing audience. Right. You would have thought it would have been James and Oliver who were the second lowest. Or s- somewhere down there. But um, no, it was the third highest. Dane Bates Collective was the third lowest. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, you would, th- but no, it was, yeah, so... I don't know. Maybe there's just something about the, um, like you were trying, uh, saying a difference about how it looks in studio and how it looks to us through the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, and maybe everybody's just trying to vote Matthew's people off because they don't like him. Maybe the in studio is a little bit Maybe they're, more they're sticking forgiving. with the I, English I would, people, Odie and Cheryl and Matthew, who is American. It's well, like, we, we have heard that there is a... Um, an unliking mm-hmm. about situations like that over there that comes out in those kind of votes. So so next week we have two more leaving, and our guest performers are the Strictly Pros are going to come on, and Odie's going to dance For with the them. dancing, yeah, I wonder if they will have a musical. I don't know if there's going to be any or, singing or not, right. but yeah. they didn't am- announce to anybody who's singing. They just said the Strictly Pro dancers were going to come and dance, and Odie was going to dance with and. them. Having brought up Strictly, word was released today that Pasha will not be returning to the show. Aww. He has decided to do other things. Aww. He's my favorite. Eight seasons was enough for him. so he, Dang. He's, he's my favorite. Heading on out to, you know, wherever. Pretty, sure, pretty soon they're not going to have anybody on there that I really care. Well, our Dancing with the Stars is getting to be the same way. I know. Max, um... Derek, Derek and Mark, Mark are all gone. You know, I don't know about really any of the girls. There have been several of the uh, more popular women that have left for a season or two and come back, uh, except for... Anna Chumitskaya never came back. And and 
Jerkovic's wife? No, she was there this past season, mm-hmm. wasn't she? Isn't she pregnant now, though? Or something? no, no. I know who you're talking about. No, she did. She was not back, Kim. Yeah, she was not back. She is a judge on the Australian. Australian. So is the Irishman that we liked so much off of Tristan. He's a judge down in Australia too. So, Artie. Well, that is all of our greatest answer coverage for this week. Episode 7 next week, which turns out to be the uh, quarterfinals, Mm -hmm. it sounds like. If you guys want to leave us some feedback on the show or the greatest answer or uh, what's coming up next. World of Dance, I believe, is the next show coming up. haven't really seen anything about it. That doesn't mean there's not rumors about it. Um, Actually, I believe you may be able to go and see on YouTube um, tryouts of different groups for this season. Oh, cool. I believe. I I had noticed that. Uh, The feedback, though, you can send to dancefever at gmail.com. You can leave us feedback on Facebook. You can leave us feedback on Facebook or on Twitter. Uh, If you're on Facebook, Dance Fever is two words. On Twitter, it's one. And the website is deliberatenoise.com slash dance fever. That's all one word. And while you're there, look around. There are other shows. More than likely, you'll be able to find something else that interests you. Give it a listen. Give it a try and see what else you can find. And no matter where you try to find us on social media, please don't do what the Frobacks did. Spell fever, F-E-V-R-E. What did the Frobacks do? Social networking. Oh, bad thing, bad thing. Alrighty, so we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. The Dance Fever Podcast is a Teal production, and as such, is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, non-derivatives. Attribution.